0: Podcaster.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Italian Football Podcast. I'm Carlo Garganese, joined as always by Nima Tavali. We're going to be reviewing the, the weekend Serie A action um, a lot of uh, controversy, a lot of uh, shock results, uh, a lot of drama, and also one moment of uh, absolute genius. Um, to talk about today and we're also going to be previewing the the Champions League action Inter uh, and Napoli trying to join Milan in the quarterfinals of the Champions League plus previewing the, the Europa League action and Europa Conference League action on Thursday this week so it should be a really really good show for all our first time listeners this is our free weekly episode which we do every Monday reviewing the weekend Serie A action and all the biggest talking points in Italian football. If you want to support the Italian Football Podcast and receive all of our content we do throughout the week, including a weekly Q&A episode every Tuesday where we answer all your questions that you sent in from our patrons, plus the weekly Thursday midweek review show, plus interviews, post-match reaction, and much, much more, then go to patreon.com slash TIFP and become a subscriber for just 2 99 a month plus VAT. And if I can just ask for all of those who are listening on Spotify, on iTunes, on, on Apple Podcasts, we would really, really appreciate um, if you left us a five-star rating and, and give us a follow and subscribe to us as that, it really helps us, um, yeah, it really helps us grow and spread uh, the gospel of Serie A and Italian football. Okay then, so lots to talk about today, let's get straight into it. Okay, right, let's start off with the... The moment of the weekend um, is that man again, Kiccha Klaratskalia, Kvaradona, who um, scores. uh, I don't know if it's the goal of the season. It's it's certainly up there. It was a moment of genius. Uh, 0-0 against Atalanta uh, into the second half and he scores... I think it will go down as, as, a, as, a, as a legendary goal um, for his career, his leg- what is becoming a legendary <laughs> Napoli career, and he's still only in his first season. Um, he, um, yeah, it was, um, it was a goal worthy of Maradona, and that is not something I say lightly, is what um, Luciano Spalletti said of the goal. So, Nima, I mean, what was your reaction to that Cavada goal against Atalanta?
0: No, he's a superstar. Seria we you know it's it, he's 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 a player who's come to the Serie A and he's completely exploded on the international stage as well as just as well as the Italian stage because goals like that it's not just one thing it's repeatedly with him he's a serial offender in that aspe- aspect he always does these things where he can dribble with both feet he can shoot with both feet he can he can beat his man you never know where he's going um, he has such a low center of gravity. His technique is absolutely fantastic. Um, and the goal showed that when he comes with, with the ball uh, at his feet with speed and space to attack, it doesn't matter how many defenders are in front of him. He will more often than not beat them and, and pull their pants down for everyone to see. Um, it's, it's just unbelievable. And and the, he, he does everything so quickly. Like, you know the 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 time it takes for him to dribble, control, and shoot—it's so much quicker than anyone else um, mm-hmm. right now in world football. And it's just it's just so he's he's unique. He really is a unique player. Um, I, I I I thought he was special when I saw him when I saw him against for Georgia against Sweden I, in the beginning of the season. He promised so well, but I don't think I really didn't expect him to play. With such maturity and keeps taking these steps uh, time and time again, uh, these these leaps of quality, as they say in Italy, uh, he keeps doing that time and time and time again, week in, week out. And that's what you need to do if you're going to be a world-class player. And I would say he is a world-class player. There's no doubt about that. No, How good either. he can be. I mean, as I've said, he has the raw talent. What we've seen, if he continues to develop like this, he's right up there with with Mbappe for 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 Ballon d'Or discussions, no doubt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was eight men in the box. There's a great photo, um, which reminded me, actually, funnily enough, of a, a famous photo. Although it was a different, it was a different move that that um, it was um, Maradona himself for Argentina against Belgium. I think it's from yeah. the 1982 World Cup where he's got like eight players, eight Belgian players, or I'm not sure how many it was then in front of him. Remember that famous image yeah. of, of them they're, they're all there. And it's like all of them lining up to try and stop Maradona. And there was this great photo of, of Clara in this, this sequence against the Atalanta where there's like eight, eight Atalanta players within, you know, walking you know close distance to him, close proximity to him. and And, yeah, he just just twists and he turns and he, he sends them all, all the wrong way and then all the wrong way again. And then I think, um, was it Rafael Toloy If you watch him after the ball hits the back of the net, he be- basically does the splits and and Musso dives the wrong way. He didn't Musso didn't even know which way the ball was going. I mean, he just, um, no one has a clue what he's going to do. That's how special he is because he can go left, he can go right. He moves it so quickly, he thinks so quickly. He can, you know, he's, he's magical. And, and, and I mean, he's been compared to a lot of players, um, but he certainly, that goal reminded me very much of a, of a young Roberto Baggio. And again, it was a different goal, but that goal that, that Baggio scored against Czechoslovakia in, in the Italian 90, which which was a different goal because he, he, Baggio's goal came from like the halfway line. He took the ball from the halfway line, whereas Clara, when he received it, you know, he received it much, much closer to goal. But the way that he kind of twisted one way, then the other, uh and then and then sent the goalkeeper the wrong way. Like the finish was in some way similar to that. Uh, and so yeah, he does, he does remind me. I think he is for me, he is the most similar player that, that we've had to Badjo. I, I don't I can't think of someone stylistically who is as similar as Badjo, a young Badjo. Joe when, you know, Baggio at Italia 90, kind of that 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 age, 23, I think Joe was at Italian 90. Claudas I think he's 22 now. Um, so he he no one is reminding me as much of Bad as as Clara does and and George Best as well. He reminds me very much like George Best. He's he's got the the hair and the beard, <laughs> the the kind of scruffy features of George Best a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, he's, he's he's what a joy, what a joy to watch. This is why we watch football. This is why you know we love football. It's for players like this. They they take you off the they put you on the edge of the seat and and you know I jumped up. I was watching it with a, a Napoli friend of mine and. You know, we just we just jumped up, not because we were celebrating Napoli scoring. Uh, we were just jumping up and celebrating because it was just what an amazing goal! It, it just you celebrated the, the, the genius of it. Um, so yeah, and, and he goes on and on. He's got 13 goals and 15 assists now uh, for Napoli, which it's
0: unbelievable in all competitions. I mean, it's it's just it just goes on and on with him. He's unbelievable.
1: 28 He's games. 28 games it's just, so he's got a goal contribution a game and he's playing as a as a wide forward i mean that is that's incredible as a wide as a wide forward i mean if the, the you know uh, he's you know we know that he's a real madrid
0: fan he dreams of going to real madrid and real madrid already can sell it you can tell that uh, they've already started with guti and social media applauding him and he said guti was his favorite player and no, look, this he's going to Real Madrid at some point. Um, the question is, I don't think he's going in the summer. I think the maybe the summer after that, because I think that uh, Ossiman is the one that they will probably have to cash in on, or Kim min Jae, mm. which we're going to get to, which means that they don't have also to Also with
1: Real Madrid, like Vinicius Jr. plays the same position. So mm. so it's kind of like, but, but having said that though, and this is what I think makes Clara so special, is that I think he's so good that I think he could change position. I think he, he could easily oh, become he a central change. player. Um. Because you know, and we. See I think the in a four-three-three. Three, yeah, maybe not in a f- four-three-three, three, but it depends. I guess depends on the system and the manager. As I well.
0: think in a four-three-three, three, if you have Mbappe, him, and Vinicius, you can have the three of them just move position and change yeah, positions exactly. however yeah. you want. You don't need to worry about that. And in I think, a fluid I, system, f- yeah, the yeah. fluid system, the four-three-three three with those three up front as wingers and and central and positional movements, because we know that this is what Quagliarella Car- likes doing as well. He likes to cut in uh, centrally as well. So and but in a four, 2 three, well.
1: I have no doubt that in a 4-2-3-1, he could play as the as the central attacking midfielder in that. Because um, we've seen him, he, he problem-solves during games. When he's having mm-hmm. a hard time out on the left, he comes in in the centre like he did yeah. against Frankfurt in the first leg of the Champions League, where they were marking him, double marking him in the first half and he wasn't doing anything. Second half, he was coming inside into the centre. and he does that, <laughs> that other piece of genius from this season, well, many moments of genius he's had now mm-hmm. this season where he did the back, that back heel assist, um, so yeah, he's he's no, he's he's, he's a unique special.
0: player. He really is a generational unique player. There's no doubt about that. We we're we're talking. We're at the beginning of a long and beautiful career. This mm. uh, hopefully, if if he's injury free, if he's injury free, there's no doubt in my mind that this is this is the next. This is um you know with Mbappe with Holland, these are the guys that are going to dominate football for the next decade.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, talking of of dominant and players and best players in the world in their position. Um, Spalletti said at the end of the game, he he was quoted as saying that, for me, Kim Min-jae is truly the best centre-back in the world. Uh, This comes after a game in which he was absolutely monstrous. He actually went off injured um, with a little bit of worry um, about, you know, had he suffered a muscular injury, was it the same injury he did that he was suffering with in the World Cup with South Korea? Uh, In the end, it seems like he's okay, thankfully, because he's absolutely... Irreplaceable for, for Napoli, and no doubt about it. But he was absolutely—he was a monster again in the, in this game. So, what do you what do you think of that quote from Spalletti? Is he the best centre back in the world?
0: I think he's definitely the most informed central defender in the world. Um, one of the most informed. I think we've seen quite a lot. Um, you know, I think Ruben Diaz Saliba. You know, there's there's lots you can say. saliba has uh,
1: been amazing this season. I mean, yeah. he's been
0: absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but he, I think right now he's probably the most in form and he's been consistently the most important for his team. Mm. Um, I think, in, especially in the Serie A, I think if you look at, you know, other players that have been consistent, he's also been very consistent um, with with someone like Chris Smalling. He's been very consistent, but he doesn't have the highs that Kim Min-jae does. yes you know there's limitations to Chris Morling's game even though I think he's been fantastic Kim min Jay has has an extra ceiling and extra gear and you know I think but one thing I want to really want to say is he should not play in a back 3 this is a back four defender he's not quick enough to play in a back 3 and I think if you if he if, when he leaves if he leaves if he decides to leave because of the clause that we're going to talk about I think he needs to take that into consideration. I think he would be ruining his career if he were to go to a to a back three. I honestly think he needs to play in a back four. Um, and and this kind of a team, there, I think he, he's he's very very dangerous.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say he's slow. I mean, you don't see him getting done for pace, but that's because he reads the game so exactly. so well. I mean, he is he uh, apart from his pace, he I think he has everything else. There's no other weaknesses in his game. He's he's absolutely the complete defender. And again, I, I I repeat, he's not slow. He's just not he just doesn't have the, the 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 lightning pace of you know of some of these other defenders, you know, like Saliba, for example, or or Van Dyke when he was at his when he was at his best or or you know, some of the others. Thiago. Yeah, but Silva. Bremer, I, am, I he, think, is very quick as well. Bremer, yeah. Tiago Silva when he was when he was young was, was very, mm. very quick. You know, though you know, he doesn't have the, the pace, but he's everything else, I mean his 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 reading of the game, his aggression in the aerially he's unbelievable. Um he, he, he Oh, he's a, a monster leader. in
0: the air. I think that's the most impressive part. His the, the way he completely dominates in both phases aerially is just mm. astonish it's, it's just wow. he uh, mm. it feels like he's never lost an aerial challenge.
1: No like, that's the feeling well, I was, you I, I get when you watch him. Yeah, no, I was looking up his stats. He's, he's, I mean, this is this is insane. Let me read out his stats in Serie A this season. So he's uh, he's won the most defensive challenges in all of Serie A this season among all players. He's won the second most aerial challenges in Serie A after Juric, the, who's a striker. So he's the, the, you know, the most aerial challenges for a defender in, in Serie A. The most interceptions in Serie A. So again, the way that he reads the game, but he, he does that. If you watch him, the way that he reads the game, both as a presser, because obviously that's the, the type of football that Napoli play. They, they press and they press high and they mm. try and win the ball back quickly. He's very, very good at reading the ball and 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 see it and getting there in front of his defender. But also saw this a lot in the Frankfurt first leg. The way that he, sometimes he takes a step back when the other teams are attacking and then he he reads the game and um, to, to to sweep out the danger, almost like a sweeper, but also to come across into the channels uh, and sweep. Uh, and intercept the ball there as well he's he's, reading the game is magnificent Uh, and he also has the most ball recoveries in Serie A as well among all all players Uh, I mean it's a it's a basic virtually a clean sweep in every single every single key defensive uh, metric he basically sweeps up everywhere so he is statistically but also just just watching him play he is the He's a, he's a monster that's his nickname isn't it he? Yeah, he's is, he is a
0: monster he is a monster I mean and also the way that Napoli play with the high press and all these players all their traits together just make Napoli it's all coming together they they all just suit each other and Spalletti's been able to get the best out of everyone and they turned it into this unit of course you have individual brilliance as as we have with Kvara with Kim and Jay with Anguissa with all these players Ossiman etc but it's it's the for me it's the totality of the team of all, of of how Spalletti's built this team in such a short space of time getting all of the best qualities of all these players and creating this this incredible machine mm-hmm. that is 18 points clear in the Serie A and you know I said a few months ago that I think they're going to clinch it on match day 32 at home to Salernitana stand by that I think match day 32 against Salernitana is when they're going to... April. Well,
1: is that in April? Is yeah, it still in April. April then?
0: Yeah, still in April. End of April. Oh, it depends. The, 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 I mean, the fictional list hasn't been set yet.
1: depends everyone else does. I mean, everyone else, as we'll come to, everyone else is, everyone else is dropping points, including Inter, um, mm. who, I mean, I, I can't believe they lost this game. Um, well, no one can. But
0: no one <laughs> <but> can.
1: <laughs> I can't believe it. Because they.
0: if you watch that game, Inter dominate every aspect of that game from start mm. to finish um tactically they were sound they did everything right they created enough chances more than 3.97 xg i mean that's insane <laughs> i mean w- what do you want what else do you want um it's uh, it's it's clearly that this is uh this this is this was a self-inflicted wound these are on the players I uh, know we're going to talk about Inzaghi. This is not on Inzaghi. Even the most avid Inzaghi critic was like, no. Was this, this is just not, was this more bad this luck? Is not, was this, ba- was no, this, this
1: isn't was bad was this was this bad luck and bad finishing?
0: No, it's not. It's not bad luck and bad finishing. It's it's not it's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with the with the complicating life for yourself which Inter are Intergalactic champions of. Um and Lautaro Martinez, look, we need to talk about this. We need to have a conversation. Is Lautaro Martinez a luxury player? Because a luxury player at Inter that Inter can't afford to have. And what do I mean by that is if he's going to be the main guy, the main striker at Inter, he can't miss (laughs) so many penalties. He scored four of his seven last penalties. He had so many sitters where he shot straight at the goalkeeper. He made Drankovsky look like a world-class keeper, which he is not. And he does this all the time. You saw in the World Cup again, like he's not, th- we're not talking about a 19, 20-year-old here. We're talking about a mid-20-year-old 20 year old player who's at the peak of his career and he continues to be wasteful and not clinical and unable to be the main guy. At Argentina, Messi's the main guy. When he was at, at Inter, when Inter won t- trophies with the Serie A, Lukaku was the main guy. I don't think he can be the main guy. Um, I don't think he can be that Prima punta. It's obvious that he's not. We, I, you know, it was a, it was fool's gold what we saw last, last season towards the end. Because now here we are back again talking about the same thing, same thing over and over and over again. Lautaro Martinez needs eight chances to score one goal,
1: and it's not always like that though, because he does have some games where he's incredibly clinical and he scores incredibly difficult chances, and you think that is, you know. That is the finishing and the and the, the ruthless finishing of a world-class player. But then he goes through, as we always talk about, we, we've said before about him being patchy, It will score eight goals in eight games, then he won't score for the next eight games. We know that already, but I also but find that... We're talking about version.
0: We're talking talk- four out of seven blast penalties. Well, he, that's a
1: different thing, that penalties is a penalties. he shouldn't be taking the penalties. That also comes down, I also blame Inzaghi with that, 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 that you know, you, you should have a clear hierarchy. You do not take the penalties, Lautaro anymore. You know... He shouldn't, he should, no way he should be stepping up to take that penalty. But I mean, talking now, Lautaro in general, he gives me the same feelings of confusion that Inter do. In well, this life. is what
0: I mean. What, this so is exactly I, what, what I mean. He is—is is he a luxury player that Inter can't afford to have? Because if at Inter, we can't afford to have players on these who who are this who we build up and we have we we build the club around. We give him the captain's armband. We do all of these things, and he can't deliver. He's not. He's not delivering consistently at the level that he needs to do. He scores wonder goals which he does. And I think as a second striker, I think there are few better than him in the world, but mm. he's supposed to be the main man at Inter now for two seasons. And he simply can't shoulder it. He just can't. He's not doing it. And mm. on the other side of the much. coin,
1: just to, just to play devil's advocate, I mean, he scored thirty over thirty goals in the last three seasons, not including this one, and he's well on track to do that again this season. So, which tells I mean, you, if you look every at number?
0: Exa- well, exactly. You, you see, we exactly, which again shows that he's not scoring enough. Because if you look at the number of chances he misses, if you look at sitters that he misses, when if you look at in important situations when he's supposed to deliver week in week out, in decisive moments, he's not doing that. And this is what I mean about w- w- what is Lautaro Martinez? The fact that he's a world-class footballer, there can be no doubt. But is he a luxury that Inter can't afford in the situation they are? Because Inter needs someone who scores, who wins games week in, week out, who it, when he's, when he gets a chance, he scores it. And he I doesn't. Think what do that. I
1: think what this shows is. I think this shows that he needs he needs somebody next to him yeah, that will he's not. guarantee a number of goals. And I think well, that's what I mean. When Lukaku was there in the first two seasons, um, well, not not the first two seasons, Lukaku's first two seasons yeah. uh, at Inter. Um, you know, okay, Lautaro scored a lot of goals, but he was still incredibly patchy. Uh, but that didn't matter as much because he had someone next to him that would well. Score that's a lot exactly of goals what I mean. And take the pressure off him during those moments where he is inconsistent. Whereas that isn't the case now. Um, so I do still think he's an incredibly important well, look, I mean, he's, the, he's the second top scorer in Serie. A. I mean, you, you know, however many many you miss, you have to give credit for that. But I just well, just, that's what I'm it, doing, and this is my point: that
0: he's he's uh he's he's a he's a you know is he a luxury that Inter can't afford because he's supposed to be the main man at Inter. Clearly, he's not shouldering that. Um, and he the fact when I mean you need a main man, I mean you're the main man that wins you wins you important games and trophies Lautaro at Inter was the main man he carried Inter Lautaro is not able to carry Inter that's my yeah. point if he were able to carry Inter we
1: wouldn't be having this conversation There is very few that. players that can that can do what Libra did. I mean, that can carry a team. No, I if get If you were that, to get rid of Lautaro, no. who would you get? I mean, you would need two strikers, wouldn't you? You'd need to buy two new. <laughs> no, boards, well, so that's like, that's oh, exactly
0: oh, it. I'm not saying get, I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm saying that these these discussions need to be had, and if if those discussions need to be had, then the, the the right choices need to be made. Meaning, he can't be the main man. He can be a captain in a supporting attacking role, but he cannot be the main man in attack. It's as simple as that, and that leads us nicely into Simone Inzaghi as well. Because uh, this, this is again the game against uh, Spezia is not where it went wrong at all. Because let, me is, the let, me, let, let me pose the question. Let me pose the
1: question outright then. Because a lot of Inter fans are talking about this right now. Should Inter consider replacing Inzaghi at the end of the season?
0: I think you need to have the conversation. But the 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 question becomes, okay, get rid of Inzagi. He's got a contract until 2025. You have a you have a financial difficulty. Who are you going to replace him with? So you're going to pay him until 2025. You're already in, in a situation with wages um and, and finances because of, you know, sooning. Um, so who are you gonna bring in? Who can you bring in? Who can you afford to bring in? Uh, that can do it better. And if you say Tiago Motta, I'm can I'm I'm leaving the, the room. Because that's ridiculous. Deserve be? Oh, yeah. Well, of course, as a Juventino, you want that because he'll get you know, Inter will finish tenth and leak ninety oh, goals. Yes. So no, i You know, it's it's as simple as that. But at the same it's at, at, at the same point, it's I I really look around and I'm thinking, no, he should not be at risk. What what he needs to, he really needs to 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 become more assertive. Look, I have no doubt tactically uh, about how he reads games, how he prepares for them. His in-game management can improve, of course. But I have no doubts about the tactical side of things. What I have a doubt, big, big question marks, is how he controls the group, how assertive he is with the group. And I'll give you an example. After that game against Spezia, he's asked about penalty takers. Exact same situation three years before with Antonio Conte in his first season. There's... There's penalties being missed. Lautaro misses. Alexis misses. Lukaku's on the pitch. When that happens, he comes out and says, We're going to have a conversation about this and we're going to decide the hierarchy. That's what Conte says. Inzaghi comes out and says, We have, goes on a long tirade about how we have two world class penalty takers. We haven't decided who's going to take it. This was the first time that they were both on the pitch. Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Romelu Lukaku has 13 out of 13. Inza is, is Lautaro Martinez is four out of seven. There is no discussion here. What are you doing? Stop talking nonsense. Go out there. Say we're going to have this conversation privately and then we'll come back to it. But be assertive. He's not yeah. assertive. Yes. He's t- he thinks he doesn't understand that he's a coach. I understand that you have different kinds of leadership where you have, you know, where you have leadership that is you're one of the, t- you're one of the guys, you're one of the teammates. I get that. But he seems to literally think that he's one of the players in the squad. In terms of how he leads this this group, and it's not going to work. It it isn't working, and he's throwing away points, and and he's throwing away his career this way because everyone is watching this. You can play as beautiful football as possible, as much as you want, but if you don't know how to control a group, then it's going to go. It's going to go like this, and it's frustrating it's incredibly yeah. frustrating
1: no I agree 100% on him not being assertive enough um, that was the point I was making before about the penalty takers you make it clear this is your hierarchy you can't have players deciding on the pitch that needs to be absolutely clear cut Clear, clear cut before you go onto the pitch who is the penalty taker um, there should be no. Not, it shouldn't even be a discussion so definitely but there's a, also
0: like another it. there's also another thing I wanted to discuss as well Look, the problem at this 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 is Inter why in, why you can't figure Inter out is because no we have a weak management, a weak ownership. We have a we have no structure. How many players are on expiring contracts at Inter and are leaving in the summer? How many of those players that have contracts that even go past this uh, this summer are even certain of staying? <laughs> you can't run a football club like this. It's not yeah. It's not well, that's what happens when you're ownership.
1: The ownership is in limbo that, that that that's what happens. You have it breeds uncertainty. Mm. It's all it does. And, and, that, just... and that can and that can seep onto the pitch as well. Of course a, a it is bit. and it
0: has and it is doing. Mm. From Handanovic to Dambrosio to Gagliardini to uh, to Lukaku to Jeco to I mean come on. And then and and the players that have long term contracts, well, they know as Bergomi said yesterday on uh, on Club Calcio uh, on Sky Club Calcio, he said you win the Serie A, and instead of building on, instead of instead of building on that, what you do instead is go into this discussion about how to cut. What, what are we talking about? We're not. We're, you, you, this this is a waste of of time and talent and money, and it all comes down to suning all of it. Every single thing, that's the root heart. Look, as long as these guys are there, as long as Suning are there, Inter are going to sink into mediocrity slowly but surely. It's like watching a collapse in slow motion. And Mm -hmm. Thiago Motta, Ivan Juric, look, I don't know how many coaches Inter are going to burn out the way Chelsea eats coaches, the way Zamparini used to eat coaches, because that's the situation we're in. This isn't just a leadership issue from the coach. This is a this is a lack of coherent project and clarity throughout.
1: Mm. It still is is bizarre. It is bizarre when I look at just at the results. I mean, again, the record against the smaller clubs versus the record against the bigger teams. I mean, beating Napoli, Barca. Uh, and drawing to Barca uh, away, and Milan beating them twice, uh, Atalanta twice, beating Porto just, just the other week, and then losing to Spezia. <laughs> it's just insane. Bologna, Empoli, drawing with Sampdoria, drawing with Monza. It's, it's inexplicable. Um, the thing I mean, that
0: pisses everyone off, and I agree with, is that if they'd had if they only delivered normal results against Monza, Sampdoria, Bologna, Empoli, they'd be two points behind Napoli. Yeah which is, yeah. again, this feeling... I do, think, of, I do
1: think they've been a little bit unlucky. F- I do they think they've been a little bit unlucky. I'm looking at the X points table and their expected points is, is five behind Napoli, just over five, 5.2 behind Napoli. Um, so, um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's there's other ways of looking at that. The, the fact that Napoli have got two world-class attackers in Clara uh, and Ossiman means that they're going to Clinical, the, killers. Yeah, and yeah, oh, world-class players, full stop. They're going to turn... They're going to turn uh, expected, you know, their expected points is going to be higher because they've got world class attackers. I mean, so there is that. Um, But I do think, yeah, I do think uh, Inter have been a little bit unlucky. I mean, this game, 27 shots they had in the game, uh, 13 corners to one, 69% possession, 3.97 XG. Spezia had a a non penalty XG of 0.24. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> it's just. It, I think but this it's also. It, yeah, but it's one it's of those like games a, in isolation. It, this is just one of those games. Yeah, it's just, sometimes but it's just. It's a. It's a. Com,
0: it's a. It's a combination of everything at once, not just one ingredient. This. This. This shitty stew has many ingredients, um, and one of them is players that aren't good enough. Namely, like Denzel Dumfries, he has no football brain or IQ whatsoever. It's dead. He is brain dead football. Nearly he
1: nearly rescued a point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh really? Nearly did he? Oh, nearly. nearly. He also gave it away two minutes later by the most asinine challenge that I think I've ever seen someone do. At that point, <laughs> he, he's he. It's 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 like the man has no body control. He has no control over his body parts. It's not the first time he's done something stupid as well. Remember against Barcelona earlier in the season, he almost threw that game away as well with a stupid yeah, challenge with yeah, that. Got, a,
1: got I lucky mean, with the, that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, this this guy. Look. You sell Hakimi and you bring Denzel Dumfries. Nothing is a better example of what is wrong with Sooning's uh, S- running of this club than that. You sold Hakimi, you replaced with Denzel Dumfries. You mm. get what you, you reap what you saw. Yeah,
1: yeah, true. I mean, um, what, what, the other thing I, I, I should mention is um, Inter's away form this season is their seventh in Serie A for away form, which is obviously just just, just, just not good enough especially when before the Napoli-Atalanta game uh, obviously Napoli had the game in hand Inter had the best home form in the in all of Serie A now, now it's Napoli uh, only by two points and uh, but away from home so bad this, this season 24 goals conceded away from home this season that's the third worst in Serie A yeah. 24 conceded um, so when it's when you see that you can talk you know I've spoken about the bad luck well you can't be unlucky all the time having an away record, luck. yeah. No, it can be no. in some cases, but yeah, an eight defeats already this season after twenty six games. That's that's definitely not acceptable. Whatever's going on off, on and off the pitch with the it's with the absolutely squad, absolutely unacceptable. And this and is, is why that is
0: that is, that is uh, ultimately it is on Inzaghi. It's on all of them, but yes, it is on him. But I I don't absolve any of them. I I I I don't absolve a single person. I don't between Handanovic, and that's another thing. Why is Inter the only club in the history of football <laughs> where the goalkeeper is, <laughs> suffers from fatigue and needs to <laughs> rotate? I mean, what are you doing? Use your brains here. There is there is nothing to gain by rotating uh, Handanovic and Onana. Nothing, no, nothing to gain. No, and no, if nothing. you want to, if you want to play Handanovic because he wants to feel part of the group, I get that. Then you don't do it away from home. You do it at home. Where you know you're mentally much more stable and even if you were to make a stupid mistake there's time and your team reacts to it you don't do it away from
1: home in a must-win game no, Again, a goal- no a one will thank use. you for it if, goalkeepers if it, don't need to be rotated they don't get but yeah but
0: it's not. that's, that's, that's got nothing to do with that he's, 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 he's talking
1: bullshit when he says stuff like yeah, that that's another thing Stop physically, saying. You don't need, physically you don't need to rotate a goalkeeper everybody knows, to, you knows well that Carlo. The coach. you oh,
0: might as well rotate the coach oh, 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 look uh, <laughs> Carlo everybody knows that Simona knows that as well and that's another thing of his communication saying stupid shit like that that we wanted to give Onana a rest a rest from what standing still like, what are you talking about? He doesn't need any rest. This is not about that. It's about that you need to keep everyone happy in the dressing room and maintain the peace. I get that, all right? I get that. But it comes back to the assertiveness and also the decisions. Why, if if you know that you struggle away from home, then do not rotate the goalkeeper away from home. Why are no. you making life difficult for yourself? Make it yeah. easy. Start start Handanovic against Lecce, Lecce at home. You don't need to play Onana then if you want to do that thing. do do you see what I'm saying? Like he makes these stupid schoolboy errors and, and it's like, he's, he's, he's throwing away his career here at Inter by making those things. Because when you rotate Handanovic in, no one's going to thank you. It's an unnecessary risk. If you win, no one's going to thank you. But if you lose, people are going to
1: throw the, throw, throw the book at you. It's come on. Nice. I agree. (sighs) I agree. The the last thing I want to say on Inter is, and this was my, my biggest conclusion from this game is, Inter, there's, there's no doubt whatsoever now that Inter need to buy a new partner for, for Lautaro. I mean, <laughs> that might be obvious to most fans already, but this, this, this would make, I think it's been proven conclusively now. We thought maybe that goal that Lukaku scored against Porto in the first leg might I give didn't. him that, that little, that little jolt, and if not necessarily to become, no one expected him to become the, the, the Lukaku that we saw in his first spell, but at least you know. It would unblock him. He might go and start scoring a little, you know, start playing better at least. Well, no, he, he hasn't. He's uh, finished. And,
0: he's finished and, at this level. And and we, uh, you know, I said he was finished at the top top level. I, I'm starting to wonder if he's even finished at this level. Look, he he can't deliver. I mean, Moratti said today it's like what we're in April now or in March we're mid March now, and already he looks slow and unfit.
1: Yeah. What are we doing here? Well, I saw there's a great quote from Christian Vieri. He says, "He says I would be top scorer if I played in Serie A in this Inter team. And, yeah, <laughs> you I know, think and, he and, would. And, and, and I don't think that's too much of an exaggeration because I think you look at how many chances Inter create in these games that they've lost and they've just had, you know, they've, they've had 20 to 30 shots in most of these games that they've lost to the small teams, you know, and, and, and that is a problem for me. That is well, it's definitely, that is a problem on the attackers not putting the chances away.
0: There is other
1: issues which we've spoken about but at the bottom line is if their attackers had put the chances away in these games at these stupid losses that they've had they would have won, not me not all of them, but they would have. They would have. You know, they probably would have won at least half of those games. So that's what the attackers. the attackers at for me. Yeah. No, not it's just. Altaro, but- well,
0: as it turns out, adding Dzeko at thirty-seven is not the way to go. Who knew? I mean, and by who I mean anyone who has a functioning brain. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? It's 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 just it's like it's a slow decline. It's yeah. a slow. I, just, decline. I want to give it's a shout out though.
1: I want to give a shout out though to one player from from Spezia uh, me too Mbala Unzola Unzola. up up front if he played for he's everything at Spezia
0: that Inter wanted Lukaku to be
1: yes I was going to say he's got the same kind of build uh, as as Lukaku left foot work rate yeah uh, he was mo- he was a monster in this game was, and, and he was totally isolated for most of the game because Inter was so dominant territorially mm. in possession. And he worked
0: so hard. But the
1: job he, yeah, his work great with the job he did in holding up the ball. Like bringing and he's a into, penalty
0: taker as well.
1: And he's a penalty taker, yeah. But bringing others into play, I mean, we've spoken about, I mean, you know, we talk about Lukaku. We've spoken a lot about Vlaovic recently about how bad his hold-up play has been with his back to goal. Well, you know, this was a lesson from Unzola of, yeah. of how you play when you're isolated when you're playing counterattacking and you, and you've got no none of your teammates around you just how to buy time how to hold off defenders how to disrupt the defense uh, and you know he was physically he's so strong I mean he, he the first goal he barged uh, a Cherby off the ball which is not no mean feat he's a strong guy big guy. Uh, and then assisted, it had to be Maldini, didn't it, <laughs> to, 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 to score the goal. Oh, I said uh, it
0: at half-time the, on a space yeah. we did. I said, okay, he's coming on. Well, now we know he's going to score. The question is, how many are Inter going to score? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just classic. I mean, yeah. he's… But
1: Unzola really though. Unz- he scored Unz-Zola. twice this
0: season, Maldini, on Inter and Milan. Like, it's just Yeah, a joke.
1: it's crazy, isn't it? It's the only teams he scores against. But, uh, but unzola he's been fantastic all season. I mean, he's the third-top scorer in Serie A this season for such mm. a poor team who creates so little… He scored more than half of Spezia's goals this season. Spezia scored twenty three goals. Yeah. Nzala scored twelve of them. He's also assisted in another two. And if Spezia do stay up, and I and I personally think that based on I think so the as well. on paper, the quality that they've got on paper, for me they shouldn't they're not good enough to stay up on, on paper, in looking at the no. you know, player for player. I think there's be- there's three I mean, there's, there's there's not three better teams than them. Um, so three worst teams in the, in the in the division um on paper um so unzola it's all down to him he's got seven in his last eight games he's on absolute fire no doubt about it he is worthy of a much bigger club uh, i'm not saying he could play for a bigger club as a starter but i think definitely as a, like as a backup at a bigger club you know like as a fourth forward i think he could do a job i think he could definitely could do a job so he was, No i he agree was like,
0: i think at inter i mean if he had played for inter to the, the, on on that day inter would have won that game easily for first of all he would have taken both penalties and secondly he would have he would have given them the oomph they need the the, the cutting edge the the power the the, the 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 you know the cutting edge up front that this 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 inter just doesn't have you know yeah
1: okay right let's move on to Juventus then uh, another cr- I mean there's a lot of thrillers this weekend big goal scoring games um Juventus versus Sampdoria was was another of them um, first thing we have to talk about is the refereeing controversy. Um two two, Rabio scores a goal uh, to make it three two, where the ball I'm gonna say it hits his hand, but I'm gonna ask you first. Um it hits his hand and he volleys it in. Um it looked a definite well, it was a definite handball I mean, for me. Handball. Um what but, are you talking about? Um Yeah, but the goal, <laughs> I mean, gets, the goal gets given. Go on, Emma, you go first. <laughs> it's it's
0: a handball. Like what are we talking about here? Like if, you know, and I love when people, you know, it's like, oh, but from that angle. Well, actually, if you look at the ball, you see that, if you look at from that angle from behind, you see that, um, you see that Rabio's arm and there's, there's a, there's a distance between his arm and his body. So you can actually see through that. Now, if the ball hits his chest, you would have seen the ball between his arm and his body. You don't do that. You see it hit, hit his, what do you call it, shoulder and then down on his arm. And, as for the definition of iFab, what a handball is it's anything down from your shoulder that that's a hand so it's 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 ridiculous that it's not given um and it's it's a clear handball it's not it's nothing to talk I, I you know if if that is you know if that yes that maybe is his che- <laughs> that that can only be his chest if he's built like lulu ferrari from the front Google who that is okay <laughs> Or, or if that, he's built or, like
1: or that, or that trans teacher in Canada. I was
0: just going to say the Canadian the Canadian teacher who, who got fired for for dressing for being inappropriate. I mean, come on, we're, we're at the level now where we she have get to,
1: fired. I don't sure I'm sure. Well, they she, she was suspended. I think she was suspended think, I they, because they, I don't think they even no, they did. Was it was an, it
0: was, it was something about inappropriate, which I don't want to you know go yeah, Google. Let's not, that go there, because, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Google it, and you'll understand what why. But regardless, like, come on, we're talking basic uh, anatomy here. That is not his chest that is his arm and his his biceps and unless you know his uh he's, he's got some sort of weird thing that only happened in that moment it's 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 his arm it's nothing to talk about it's 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 it's, silly. it's,
1: it's, a, it's, it's a complete it's a complete it's it's just it's just disgraceful the whole the whole really situation is. and i'm going to expand on this i'm going to expand on this it's a look anyone using any basic logic right can see that it's a handball i mean it's a definite Come handball on. right the problem is this the referee didn't give it in live play, right? So the VAR checks. Now, every single TV station in Italy that's analysed this it says the same thing, right? I'm not saying I agree with it, but they're, they're explaining why this wasn't overturned. And the reason it wasn't overturned, and I think this is, this is the biggest reason why this is a scandal, is it was only one camera angle available, which is kind of How? partly partly from the side, partly from the back, right? Even from that camera angle, it looks, to me, basic logic suggests and tells you that it's a handball <laughs> but because i mean his arm ripples which suggests it's a handball as Come well but, i mean it ca- occasionally there, it can there can be an illusion there sometimes but anyway it look i mean basic logic tells you it's a handball but that and what all the tv stations be saying sky said it on the calcio club and everything is it's not a hundred percent the var team will have looked at that and said it's not a hundred percent conclusive from that one angle for it to be clear and obvious enough to turn that decision around, they will say that you need to have another camera angle from the front that shows it. From a, you know, w- the, 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 the the biggest scandal in this is it's in why on earth have we only got one camera angle? I don't understand this? that at the Juventus uve- u- stadium, scandal.
0: the new one of the newest built stadiums. There's only one camera angle.
1: Yeah, like this is wh- this is the big scandal here is why is there... Because if there is more camera angles, which there should be, I mean, otherwise, why have we got this technology? Who who are we paying all this money to have And why technology? is this only a
0: problem at Juventus Stadium? Why why do, why do we have different well, camera yeah, angles? yeah, because we have the
1: same thing with the Salernitana incident. Which
0: right? was at Juventus Stadium. I mean, yeah. this is insane. How is a modern stadium like that? It's one of the most newly built stadiums in Italy, and it's a modern stadium. How does that not... I mean, come on. It's
1: yeah, getting rid re- of it. Because, I mean, if we have this upper camera angle, which we should have, then it removes any zero point zero 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 one percent technicality of a doubt, which they can use to not give this handball away because we see this at handball. Um, but they're using that as the reason why, because they're saying it's not conclusive. Um, so I mean I disagree with that. I think logic tells you that it's a handball, but they're using obviously a technicality to, to, to not give it. Um, I think at least after like,
0: the after, at least after the Salernitana incident, they changed things so that 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 would never happen again with a semi-automatic
1: offside. I would right? never understand why if we've got a VAR system and they're obviously getting paid a lot of money for this, how on earth we can't have a basic camera angle just to show you that. I mean we're living I, in a I big of society where you can't. You can't even go out of your own house without being 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 filmed.
0: <laughs> From nine different you're telling angles. me
1: in a football match where yeah. we're actually relying on it. We can't. We, yeah. we can't ever. I mean, it's a, it's a joke. I mean, yeah. and also the other thing I would say is the Rabiot reaction. I think told the story as well. He, Again, he looked
0: more guilty. You like could tell he knew it. When have you he ever seen it. a guilty child do something <laughs> they're not allowed to do?
1: Like he had that look of. Well, no. But a, the funny thing is. They teach you in Italy, not so much now because you can't really get away with it. But they teach you in Italy that you know to, the way to con the referees is to like never give away your guilt. Well, yeah, he, he was like he gave it away. He looked at the he looked at the referee once, then he kind of sheepishly went away, and then he stopped, and then he then he went for it.
0: It was <laughs> he looked like a guilty like like literally like a child who'd been caught with his hand doing something he's not allowed to do. That yeah. that look, but I mean. No, I, I thought it was it was uh, the VAR was was a disgrace. I thought the
1: referee, I thought the referee was was terrible. Full stop. I mean, I didn't think the Quadrado, Okay, he missed the penalty, but I didn't think the Quadrado one was 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 okay. He might have touched him, but again, just because there's contact, it isn't a penalty. And we know Quadrado likes to exaggerate. Uh, but he also got loads of small decisions wrong. I know uh, they do, small decisions don't matter. In the, it's the big decisions that matter. Oh, you look at he got, he got loads and loads yeah. of small decisions, just just you know, like a free kick or throw-ins and things like that. He got so many of those wrong. I thought, I thought this referee was just was out of his depth in, in this oh, game. I yeah. thought he was really, really bad. Um, I mean, it was Di Bello on
0: VAR as well. It was like the perfect storm. Of yeah. and,
1: and it's harsh on Sampdoria because they've done so well to come back. I mean, I, I personally, I think Juventus would have gone on and won the game. I think so had, as well. They, they had like thirty, nearly 30 shots. But I mean, you know, it's it's harsh on Sampdoria. They've done so well to come back on it, to come back. And uh, they did show some, um, you know, they, they showed some some fight, which we haven't really seen from them. Um, but you know Juventus, <laughs> Juventus have been moving away from the referees. I mean, the Brexit football again. Three <laughs> goals from another three goals from set pieces and crosses. a uh, no, goal from Bremer from a from a corner. Uh, another goal from a, Rabiot. Uh, well, this, his first goal was from a header from a cross, uh, and then this, the final goal was off a cross, a rebound off a cross. Blalitch header uh, hit the bar, and then Sule put it in for his first ever Juventus goal. Um, yeah, I mean, Rabiot, I think, yeah, have to give out a shout-out to Rabiot. I mean, he's the best season of his career. Um, nine goals he's got this season. His best before this season was six. So, I mean, whatever you think of Rabiot, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but, you know, you, you have to say he's having a he's having a fantastic season. He's having not, an absolutely
0: fantastic yeah. season. If you're
1: scoring nine goals as a uh, midfielder...
0: Um, it's just in it's, and of itself, that is great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no matter who um, it is. He, he's is. He's been great. I and mean, Kostic got another assist... 11 assists in, this season in all competitions um, for a wing-back is is, is, is is brilliant. It's, it's fantastic. We, I already read the stat out the other week about um, mm. there's only three players, isn't there, in the top five European yeah. leagues that have got more assists in the lo- last um, few years. And that's Messi, De Bruyne and Thomas Muller, I believe, if I've got that correct. And and yeah, he showed mm. uh, kind of how important he was. Um, negatives for Juventus. Um, the Vlaovic. Vlaovic is like non non uh it's kind of his crisis let's say goes on his five games without a goal I did think he was a bit better in this game though um after his penalty miss weirdly I thought he actually showed some fight and he was actually really unlucky not to score after that he's just um he's just he's just yeah he, he's just going through a crisis at the moment and and he, and he just needs a, just he needs a goal but I did think there was a few more positives in this game for Vlaovic um than there was. Uh, and also Juventus' defence. And we have to speak about this. Um, Benucci. I mean, Juventus' defence. To, to, I mean, Sampdoria had conceded... Sorry, had scored 11 goals all season before this game, which was the lowest in Europe's top five leagues. No other team had scored fewer goals than, than Sampdoria. Then they scored two in, in, the, in the first half and they had other big chances as well. I don't know what you thought in but Benucci, he looks... I mean, you're talking <laughs> about finished, Lukaku finished. I mean, Benucci looks... <laughs> <laughs> completely finished
0: I mean yeah <laughs> it's it's uh, they should have let him go last summer you know what I think about that you know what I think I think it was it's uh, I mean he had his medical examination today I don't know what the result I haven't seen what the results showed but he's, he's his body can't play at this level anymore I wonder if his body can play at all no. uh, at any level He doesn't look like
1: it does it he looks he looks like you know when the legs go and, yeah. and it's like that you're you try and run, and the legs aren't moving. You know the body's moving, the upper body. No, it's like moving. the mind
0: wants it, yeah. but the body can't carry it. And and yeah. it's you know he's he's done what he's got done. I mean, you have quite a quite a few injury woes. I mean, Chiesa, thank God, is not serious, um, but Bonucci, Alexandro, look. It's uh, um, you know, they need to, and then of course they were
1: decimated in this game. Yeah, they were decimated. But then also,
0: which we're going to talk about, Pogba. Um,
1: Yeah, just before we get to Pogba, one. I just want to single out one player for for Sampdoria, Zanodi. I liked him too from Napoli. Um, He showed enough for me to suggest that he might even get back at Napoli if he if he plays like he did against against Juventus he keeps up that level of performance he might have a future at Napoli no um okay of course Di Lorenzo is the first choice but he's the first choice but you know Di Lorenzo is 30 this year so you know Zanoni's young he's Italian as a backup as a squad rotation player someone for the future I mean I was very impressed by Zanoni good going forward um very quick pretty solid like one-on-one I, I I was I liked him I liked a lot what I saw of him. Um so yeah this, this, that was good that was good to see. Um but we yes we do have to speak about Paul Pogba. Um we do have to speak about him because he uh, sustained a muscular injury in training on the morning of events this match against Stamp on on Sunday. Um it's not yet clear how long he will be out for. Um but the the initial prognosis is he had he's I mean, he's had the test today but we're looking at it's a muscular problem so it's going to be another month we're thinking at least. <laughs> So if he does he's come not, back in a He's month, not played April, anything
0: this season. Like, what is the point of this? Um, they, they completely... I mean, I don't blame him for the meniscus injury. I blame Juventus for how they handled that. I thought that was poorly handled. Uh, it was poorly and, handled
1: by both parties. Pogba yeah. was as much as, as that as Juventus. He wanted the conservative treatment because he wanted to play at the World Cup. Uh, Juventus, I guess, weren't strong enough or weren't able to convince him to think to, to do what he should have done, which was just, you know what, you're not going to play the World Cup, but we're going to make sure you're back. Uh, and... And, but they didn't, and he wanted. And I, I blame both parties for that. Um, but, but absolutely, he's made two appearances this season as a sub. Um, uh,
0: Juventus can't afford this, and given that he came on a free transfer, they can actually let him go on a free transfer as well. So well, I, that's
1: the it, problem. The problem is Nima, he's on, he's on a four-year contract. So his contract yeah. runs out in 2026 and he's on 10 million a year. Yeah, yeah
0: I, n- I know. But I'm thinking he can continue his career with Cristiano Ronaldo uh, in Saudi Arabia or somewhere else.
1: Well, that's uh, the question then. Should inter- should, Juventus, yes. should Juventus look to try and yes. get rid of him in the summer? yes. yes. You, and so not we're writing him off now. We're thinking no. That's no. It. we just the, got the, to the
0: look, it's, look, I'm not talking about his ability. I think ability, what he can do is unique. But the body's not working. It's like Lukaku. When the body, when the legs go, it's not the bodies their bodies are worn out. Um, their bodies aren't responding. And you can't it's not just at Juve this season. Look at the last six years. Mm. How many injuries is it now? I mean it's it's getting ridiculous.
1: But I've His written body... it down there. He's Sorry? lost hundred he's missed hundred and twenty-four club games due to injury or illness. Since since the start of the two thousand in four years no three and a half years less than three and a half years he's missed one hundred and twenty missed one hundred and fifty games one hundred and fifty games we've well, had five injuries this season he's missed over forty games this season what are we discussing
0: what, I mean what are we even yeah. talking about here It was a gamble it didn't pay off he's not he's he's a free transfer that's I think a tough it was one though was isn't still- it
1: was, Yeah sometimes the heart rules the head though doesn't it The heart tells you yeah. the heart tells you that this has been such a talented player and it's still. An incredibly t- amazing plan. We even in that little cameo in the tour in Derby, we saw some some little things that he did then. You know, the heart tells you, oh, should we just should we just hold on? Should we hold on? Let's you know, can we hope maybe, you know? Um, but the head tells you, look at his injury record.
0: Look, I, I would, I would have still done the same thing because I think it would have been a gamble. It would, it would, it's worth the gamble for one season to see where he is. But now he's been here for that season.
1: The problem and is he, they're giving him a four-year. They gave him a four-year contract. No, I get that's
0: that. I get that. But I don't think that matters if you can find some. If you can, if you give can him can find a four- the club, yeah, yeah. If you can, that's find what I'm club, saying. That's the and, big and, if. I, I don't. You see, I think, I think at this level now, with his body, I, he can't play at the top in one of Europe's top five leagues. It's, it's obvious he can't. His body can't take it anymore.
1: Not the ability. I'm talking about his body. Who buys him now? Then you, don't, you do You think? Do you think a top, Saudi top Arabia buys
0: him? MLS something like that?
1: You don't think a top team buys him?
0: No. Who? Who? Who would in the like? Who in the right mind would go after Pogba now, mm. and pay him what he wants, given how much he wants and how much his contract is worth, and and all that stuff?
1: Yeah.
0: Who? Who would do it? And, and what and well, that's the and, issue, isn't it? Would
1: <laughs> even Saudi Arabia do it? I think team so.
0: Team. I, oh, yeah, they, 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 I think with them, it's it's different. He get, he's he Muslim, have, isn't he? Pukha? Exactly. Yeah. He's a Muslim, he's a practicing Muslim. He's also, you know, they've been very open, Saudi, about you know, this is you know, the Ronaldo and all that is part of the World Cup, and you know, they want to have a bid at the World Cup. And you know, I think he would be perfect to to grow football there, and I think they would love him. I think he would love them. It would be great for Middle Eastern football. Um, and he would be able to reboot without the pressures of playing in a Juve or, or a Manchester United or something like that. Mm. And I think the that. The question is
1: would, be- would, he, would he move there? Or will he. I mean, I, I see him not wanting to leave like this. I see him basically rejecting every move and staying at Juventus next season. He doesn't have to go anywhere. And he can say, you know what? I want to try and prove myself next season. I can easily see that. But. Yeah, it's a so sad. I do feel a little bit sorry for him too. I saw the video of him refusing to sign autograph for fans this morning. He he, he just looked like he just didn't. He was just looked like he wanted to burst out crying. He he felt so. He looked so broken. So I, I do feel a bit sorry for him. Uh, he does love football. Uh, he
0: does, and he, he wanted to do well. I I feel bad for him as well. I mean, it's not his. It's, it's not his fault. I mean, you, you can't, you know, your body's your body. What are you going to do? Uh, mm. You know, it, it is what it is. It's a sad situation. But at the same time, it can't continue like this because Juve can't afford to have a player on his wages be
1: this, this injured. No, it's just not they can't, working. They can't with the financial issues they have and the yeah. legal issues they have. Um, okay, yeah. talking about falling apart, Roma. Roma absolutely what lose the their head. What the hell happened there? Like, yeah. uh, talking about incredible games. I mean, this was, for the neutral... This was an unbelievable game. This game had everything. Seven-goal thriller, it had controversy, it had red cards, it had penalties, it had uh, teams hitting the woodwork, it had chance, end-to-end stuff. It had just, oh, it was, was, oh, what a game. What a a game. I love watching this match. Um, So that's the first thing to say is what an enjoyable game. But from Roma's point of view, I mean, Nima, Roma's lack of discipline, um, and I'm sorry, I have to blame Mourinho for this. This, this, this all stems from Mourinho. This does. I mean, Kumbula, Obviously, first of all, Kumbula has to take it on the chin. It was a moment of madness. I mean, it was a correct decision. Roma can complain. The thing about that
0: annoys that. me about that, the thing that annoys me about Kumbula is that he finally has a good week. He scores a header, you know, in the in the Europa League, an important win. Is things are looking good. He, he gets the he gets the confidence again, and then he to, to start again, and then he does that, and it's like. You know, it's not just, it's not, for me, it's not even an issue of, it's not just bad discipline. It's also mental strength, you know? Like, what kind of mentality do you have where you fall into, where you can't control yourself even mm. at the slightest? I it mean, wasn't
1: even that much of a, you know, it, it wasn't like Mancini on Keane where he pulls his dreadlocks. No. I mean, there wasn't really much in it at all. I mean, there's was a little niggle from from Pirati, yeah. but... It wasn't much. Um, it's just a moment of madness. He, he lost in this game. Um, but I, th- I think that if we want to look at, you know, the environment that Mourinho has created at Roma, I think he is partly to blame for this because I think that Roma players and the fans, but Roma players were nervous throughout this game. Uh, and I don't mean nervous as in they w- they were scared. I mean, nervous as in they were on edge. Mentally, you know, In yeah. terms of their temperament. Yeah, their uh, temperament. Even before the Kumbula red card. And... You know, I don't think that how Roma behaved ahead of the game—the press silence, uh, the white handkerchiefs from the from the fans—which um, probably would have gone with the blessing of, of the of the of the of the club—I would imagine—the creating the impression that they are being targeted, um, that there's this kind of conspiracy against them. Um, whatever you want to say about the how Marino was treated, whether it was right or wrong, you know, I no, just feel like this created. I think that just this creative, uh, you know, like like I said, it made them feel nervous. And I think Mourinho's is blame for this. You know, he wants to, I understand that he wants to create this kind of bunker mentality, this us against the world. And that has its advantages as well, but it also risks setting a bad example and creating a kind of indiscipline on the pitch. The, the, you can the, do the,
0: that. You can do that. You can do that if you have discipline, you know, yeah. you can do that if you have disciplined players, if you have experienced players that know how to handle it. At Inter... Famously, he had Javier Zanetti, Cambiasso, Milito, you know, Lucio, Maicon. At Chelsea, he had Drogba, Terry, Terry, Lampard. You know, what I mean, like he had an, a, a solid base of experienced, older players, right, who knew how to handle that. But he's he's kind of it's Mourinho and the kids here, and they, these guys it gets to their heads, um, and he needs to learn to not wind them up too much because then stuff like this happens because yeah, but they're all manage to behave like that.
1: I mean, and you're a young player. No, no but or- it's
0: it's the tension. It's it's the mental tension already when you're on strings. You're you're on you're like that you're high strung. And then the tiniest little thing will set you off. And I think he needs to understand that that he he can cre- you can create an us against them world mentality against the world mentality, but you also have to teach them discipline and composure and calm and to be in a good mental state like in their headspace. And he's not managed to do that. Instead, he's come in there and is stoking the fire and winding them up to even get angrier. And it's yeah. like, well, that's not very. Well, How the Roma
1: official got sent off as well
0: during the yeah, game. Yeah, and I saw that. St- that made me laugh. <laughs> that really made me laugh because I'm like, well, if they're running out of people to to run the games now, <laughs> no, that's um, it. They're gonna um, have no one uh, on the bench. They're gonna have an empty bench. You're gonna have an empty bench except the players. The players are gonna have to do their coaching. Um, No, it's it's uh, it's not okay. But I got to say though. Um, for me, more than anything, Mil and Roma were they were overrun in midfield, yes. overrun in midfield throughout this, even before the red card, which I found really. This is again why I didn't have Roma finishing in the top four before Juve had their fifteen point ban, uh, mm-hmm. with because I think that those four, the Juve, Milan, Inter, Napoli, they are a, a head and shoulders above everyone else. And and I think mm. and this is why I had Roma fifth. The ball, now the
1: young lad Bove, who who I like, I, I yeah. like him technically. But no, yeah, I like yeah, all of them. Struggled. I
0: think they, I think I think they've got lots of good player, young players, and I and I like what they've got. But the issue is, I, they don't have the depth. They don't have the experience, and Mourinho's not helping. Uh, no. right well now. you
1: know what Mourinho has said outright hasn't he he has to play his best team because when he rest players, this is what happens and I guess well he's, he's right kind of I think he's actually right, right. I think then when you say that right. then I guess it's going to happen isn't it if you're telling your players yeah and, and this notion
0: I don't know what he's this Karsdorp thing needs like he needs to chill with that because you've made it clear that you don't believe in and you want him to leave but this notion of every it's like Karsdorp got all the credit in the world to him for the loyalty and 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 mental strength this guy is showing, turning up week in week out, fighting, playing, doing everything he can. When the coach is literally dem- demeaning him on a weekly basis in the media, it's, it's getting mm. too much. It's it's not it's not a nice look. It's actually becoming quite tasteless. And I'm I, you know I love Mourinho, and I th- I don't think he's finished, and I think he's I, you know I think he's got his eye on that Real Madrid job, and I think Roma could be an upset, as I said before the season. I have them as a dark horse to win the Europa League because I think if they can avoid Arsenal over two legs in a final, they could do something. Cause Mourinho well, it's a big week
1: ahead for them now It's a big week. Cause they, top four but, race, they but, drop out I just, the top four. I just got to f- say, they're out yeah. of the top four.
0: Yeah. And I just got to say that, like just to finish that point, like, you know, I, I think Mourinho, but he needs to take a little bit responsibility here as well. Um, he really does.
1: No, no he does. He does. He does. I think he's created the environment that's, that's he's lit the fuse here. And, and, um, and that's what's uh, it's played out. But we've got to talk
0: about Dybala. We're talking goals of the season. What a goal that was. Yeah, what was. an absolutely stunning little piece of genius that was. Mm. That is La Jolla when he's fit. And it's so ironic to me that Juventus are struggling with injuries and Dybala's not had that many injury problems and he's delivering as well for, <laughs> for Roma. So, and yeah. the same thing with Inter. I'm not absolving Inter here. You went after Romelu Lukaku. Congratulations.
1: Think of what Dubala could he's have done. He's still had a few injuries, to be fair. But yeah, he's definitely done better than, that, than, 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 than Lukaku and then some of the Juventus uh, players. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, we do have to give, I just want to give a quick shout out, though, on the Sassuolo side of things to Loriente and Berardi, because they were absolutely magnificent, both of them, um, in this game. I think Loriente has been. One of the sign ins and one of the breakout stars of, of the season. I saw one of our Patreons um, uh, sent us a tweet on this, didn't, didn't they, yesterday? Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, another two goals, a great assist for the Pinamonti goal. The way that he kind of got away from Maddy Camara and slipped him through, I thought that was really, really good. He, he's one of the informed players in 2023, five goals in 2023 now, and he's got 13 goal contributions this season. Um, i think that he can he can definitely play at a high level he, he kind of he has that spark he has that pace that direct run in the goal threat scores goals makes goals how far how high he can go i'm not sure mm-hmm. i don't know it's hard to say because you know we've seen these kind of players at Sassuolo in the past and i do think that it is easy as an attacker to express yourself at Sassuolo because of the way they play i think it for an attacker for attackers to express themselves at Sassuolo it is it's a great place for attackers to develop um, Sassuolo is. We've seen so many come through in recent years because of the way they play. Um, so I don't know how far he can go, but he is wonderful to watch. And Berardi, exactly the same. Um, there was a moment in this game which, on any weekend, would have been probably the moment of the weekend. But it was obviously Claudio Scalia uh, took that. But his back heel nutmeg on Spinazzola Sola in the build-up oh, to the second so goal was, beautiful. Was, was incredible. So
0: beautiful. Now, he was unbelievable. He made he made a couple of passes. That the timing of which and the vision of which was just so beautiful to see, um, that I, that I was gasping. Um, Berardi, uh, yeah, you know, it was really, he was really when he's like this, he's one of the best players in the Serie A when he's in this mood.
1: No, it was and good, it was good, to, it was good to see him, um, back to form and also for Italy because Italy have no forwards right now for the Euro qualifying. And now, the, I mean, again, place, so at Dionisi, him. At
0: Sassolo doing what, doing what De Zerbi did at. That's all, isn't he? I mean, delivering against the big teams. What is it? Four it's goals so bizarre, away against Roma. Isn't it? For, so, how many years? Five now, goals away is against Milan. Yeah. It's
1: bizarre. It's bizarre, isn't it, how they do so well against the big teams. But you know what? Sassuolo and Fiorentina are hitting form now. And both of them, I mean, Sassuolo are only three points behind the, the, the European place, which I, I don't know how that is even possible. <laughs> but they were near, like, near the relegation zone, not re- just recently. Um, it's very, very tight. Very exciting. Very exciting everywhere in Serie A, except apart from, obviously, Napoli running away with the title. You know, the <laughs> top four race is incredibly exciting. The the, the the race for the Europa League and Conference League is incredibly tight. I mean, you know, there's so many teams that are in for that seventh place. Uh, Coppa Italia I mean, it's it's yeah, it's, it's going to be a really exciting end to the season. And Sassuolo have really hit form now; they've won three in a row. Uh, and uh, when Berardi and L'Oriente are playing like this, then I do think that with those two stay fit, they can they can cause trouble to, to anyone. They are yeah, they're that good. Um, okay, uh, just yeah. So just quickly, Lazio. Not much to say about this. 0-0 uh, at Bologna. Um, kind of what we predicted. Yeah, beating Napoli, and then we predicted that they probably <laughs> slip up after that. They lose to AZ and draw with Bologna. Um, and um, yeah, so yeah, no surprise there. The other results in Serie A this weekend: Empoli nil, Udinese one, Lecce nil, Torino two, Cremonese 0, Fiorentina two. Fiorentina hitting good form now as well. Um, Verona one. Monza won, Verona. Yeah, they've had a dip now. They were starting to pick it up, so they they've got a lot to do in the relegation race. Bad weekend for them. Milan played Salernitana. Uh, yeah,
0: Torino, Torino against Lecce was an interesting one. Uh, the one I really enjoyed that. Juric, Juric doing Juric things. I mean, if we're talking about how good Bologna is doing under under uh, uh, Thiago Motta, well, Torino is doing Bombay They got they're ahead of them. Uh, mm-hmm. on 37 points and and the thing is that you know 29 goals scored 29 conceded Yurich, I mean it's it's and he's on 37 points I mean that's that's the kind of like maximum uh output that you can get from that kind of goal scoring record you know I, I don't think he yeah. could have got got more than that and they're in eighth um just one point of view. Of they've started scoring know. a
1: few more now as well, Torino, like Fiorentina yeah. as well. So then they both of those have kind of started started scoring now, um, which obviously helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Antonio, right. we'll talk about Antonio Conte on Thursday. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that, uh, about him leaving Tottenham and where he could go next um, because that could be depending on how Inter get on that could be a it could be a possible uh, option for Inter so we'll do a little Champions League preview now with what um, money we'll,
0: when people say Conte going to Inter I'm thinking how are they going to pay him in Monopoly money like <laughs> what,
1: <laughs> yeah, what man, are they going to okay. pay
0: him in Spitzico vouchers like mm-hmm. Pete, like what are they going to pay him in I don't I mean, the guy the, left well, Inter the
1: because... <laughs> in anyway. the bank, well the economy is collapsing anyway All the banks are collapsing as <laughs> we speak so you don't know exactly. <laughs> maybe <laughs> pay him I, I don't know it's, it's something else <laughs> um,
0: yeah Chubis Lee,
1: Chubis preview. Yeah, Porto, Porto, Inter. Um, Inter 1-0 mm-hmm. up uh, from the first leg. They're playing at Dragal. I think we said it. This is
0: 50-50? Yeah, it's still 50-50. It's uh, one good thing for Inter, one bad thing. Gossen's injured, definitely going to miss. Um, Skriniar uh, trained with the group yesterday and today, partially. Uh, partially. You know, probably going to probably not full training grieve. no uh t- yesterday partially today i've not seen the reports fully yet but i know he participated um look it's uh, it's going to be tight with him?
1: what's what's his issue it's a
0: back issue uh, right. I, I i can't remember exactly the the term for it but it's a it's a back issue where uh, it's got to do with your vertebra like uh, yeah right. uh, but it's it's nothing serious uh, but he's gritting his teeth Mm-hmm. and uh Gosens injured uh, cuz he's his uh, left calf uh he had a minor strain uh and that's another player again players big big money three latest big money signings Inter have made Gosens Lukaku korea one disi- one big one injury disaster after another they just can't get any consistency in them and Gosens same shame because he's been good for the last three he's played three games in a row and and now he's injured and yeah. and you can't have that uh yeah. Di Marco o-
1: o- otavio is obviously suspended for, mm. for porto but porto's form hasn't been great since um since losing to inter they had won 10 in a row before that but then they lost to inter then they lost to home to gil, gil vicente uh and they they weren't great at the weekend i think they won three two at the weekend against the i know
0: team. that patrick kendrick our friend when he listens to this and here you call them gil vicente is going to throw a complete hissy fit over this <laughs> Gilles Vicente something like oh, that okay. I think is how you pronounced it let us know Patrick please
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> but Gil, I think it's I think Gilles Vicente something mm. like that
1: okay
0: but yeah, we just slaughtered Portuguese he's gonna kill us <laughs> both
1: <laughs> um, could I just have a quick comment on Porto's racism and their Twitter post. I don't, I don't know, know if racism. that's racist. I
0: don't know what that it is. is. It's the most bizarre thing I have ever seen. It, you know, the, their own players have got like lasers shooting
1: out from. His, sorry, like- you put a, you put a picture of an Italian with a mustache, looking, <laughs> looking you know, carrying a pizza on a vest. But have
0: you seen the that's, rest that's of the racist. image? Have you seen the? It's a racial stereotype for sure. But have you seen the rest of the image? It's like a six-year-old, like a crazy, like like some six-year-old with 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 issues that has taken over his dad's computer. It's like it's the most insane graphic design I've ever seen. I just I, just, I burst out laughing. I was like, well, I don't even know what they're trying to say here. Their own players are shooting lasers. Like they've got their eyes. All of the players, they've got four players, and they're shooting lasers out of their eyes. It just looks insane. It's yeah. genuinely one of the most bizarre photos I've ever seen. Uh, mm. It's I, my favorite was was one person commenting on that saying, "Graphic design is my passion." <laughs> <laughs> as a reply to that because it was it was absolutely bad shit. it was Brilliant. so funny
1: uh, Other the other game is obviously Napoli 2-0 up at, uh, against Frankfurt they're at home a um, few players missing for Frankfurt Colin Mwani suspended Jesper Lindstrom injured so Napoli in a good position there uh, Europa League and Europa Conference League um Juventus won 0 up against Freiburg. Freiburg at home for the second leg. Uh, Juventus got quite a few injury problems um, in defence for that game. So they have to be a bit careful. But they they should be OK because, I mean, I, I didn't think Freiburg were very good at all. Juventus had, like, about 30, 30 shots in that first game. But, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they they should be OK. And Roma are in a really good position. Really fantastic performance in the first leg against Rio Sociedad. Um, and um, Sociedad are in a very, very bad run of form right now. I think they've got one win in their last nine games um failed to score in six of those games. So, yeah, it's not going to be easy for Roma because they, they, they've got quite a few players not in 100% shape. But
0: Yeah, well, Mourinho's back. And I think Mourinho, uh, yeah, Mourinho's back, though, for this game. He's suspended in the derby next week, which we're going to preview on Thursday. But yeah. um, it's uh, I, I think that matters. And I think he will now try to rein it in because I think he understands that, you know, a good result in the Europa League could give echo uh, for him. For because that, because you know, whether or not he stays or not, and, and I'm yeah. leaning more and more to him leaving, uh, than staying. Yeah, um, okay. And the other so, games,
1: um, Fiorentina 1 0 up against Sivaspor in Turkey, they travel to Turkey for second leg, and Lazio 2 1 down at home, they lost the first leg to AZ 2 1. They go away for second leg, so they they it's not over, but it's going to be very, very difficult for them to, to turn that around. But it is doable. Um, let's get into Badjo and Face of the week, okay, Badjo. Uh, I mean, it's Clara
0: Klara, Klara and Dybala. Like, those are both for me. Both of those goals are just world-class. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.
1: Yeah, Clara yeah, for me. No doubt about it. Um, prem face of the week. We, we, we've had another Premdemic this, this week. It's there's been there's a so good many. week for demics. <laughs> but there's yeah. one that made me laugh more than any others, uh, and that is Jermaine Genas, who was the, the co-commentator Milan's game <laughs> against Tottenham uh, in the in the Champions League, and he um, he called Sandro Tonali for the entire game. He called him Tonioli, who is uh, for those who don't live in England or the United States, uh, they might not know of this guy. But he's a very very famous, world famous um, uh, dancing judge, like one of the top world's top dancing judges. He used to be a dancer himself, uh, and he's like the the main dancing judge. Jo- jo- uh, on Strictly Come Dancing which is like the main dancing show in in England (laughs) Uh, and he also he's also the the same one in America the American version of Strictly Come Dancing Dancing with uh, the Stars or whatever he's like the main judge on that as well (laughs) uh, like this little funny Italian English Italian man with a funny accent, but
0: I think the most batshit. I mean, it's not really. It's just a you know, it's a podcaster, so it's not really. Right it's just two guys, two guys shooting the shit. But that the, the does Maradona get into the Crystal Palace <laughs> starting lineup is like, I mean, to be fair, one of them just told him to f off when he said that. <laughs> like that's how he, his reaction was. Oh, stop! Like it was too much. But that, that's also another like, wow, <laughs> well done. Yeah, yeah, I do think that Maradona. Gets into the Crystal Palace. Palace.
1: I saw. I saw yesterday that Crystal Palace haven't had a shot on goal in their last three games. Not a single shot on goal. So maybe they could do with Maradona. What you? I think
0: Maradona now, Maradona's corpse would walk into the.
1: Yeah, someone tweeted that. That was the best reply (laughs) to the tweet. Someone said, "Even Maradona now would get into the Crystal Palace team." He's
0: been dead for almost two years, and I think he. You know. You know. I I think he'd get into the team. (laughs) No. Oh, my days.
1: Okay, brilliant. Right, that's it. That's all we have time for today. We'll be back on Monday for the Q&A No, we'll episode. be
0: back on Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday. For, Tuesday. Yeah, sorry. You know, you said Monday. You confused yeah, me. We'll be back on yeah. Tuesday
1: for the Q&A episode and yeah. then on Thursday for the for the review of the Champions League action and Milan's game on Monday. Yeah. Against Absolutely. Saturday. Yeah. Brilliant. Lots to look forward to then. We will see
0: you. And we'll be previewing the crazy weekend that's coming. Derby della Capitale, Derby d'Italia.
1: Yeah, we sure will. Two... two uh,
0: Massive games. Two
1: belts there, yeah. Okay, we'll see you next time. Have a great week. See you soon. Ciao, ciao.